Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Okay. So today I want to talk through, last week we talked through, I guess I should say who I am. <laughs> Hi, it's Amy and so here if you haven't seen me before. <laughs> uh, with eXp Realty, I'm a realtor in the Midwest and I host on Wednesdays. So <clears throat> I wanted to, last week we talked about back to basics, just getting back to the basics of um, your business during this time to really build that pipeline out for the next 90 days. And one of the things I mentioned we would talk about this week um, is another basic I didn't have time to really go over last week, which is um, buyer and seller seminars, hosting buyer and seller seminars. So um, that is, this is a really, really great way to bring in um, more new business, right? More buyers. And to start through a platform where you're just educating on what it takes to purchase a home. You can do the same thing for sellers. I'm going to focus on buyers first, and I'll talk a little bit at sellers at the end. But you can also apply the same thing and focus on sellers um, and uh, getting them ready to sell their home, right? Or getting them educated on the market and then ready to sell their home. But I love using this for buyers. And it really works well if you host a seminar on a regular basis. So it's something that people get in the habit of knowing that you do, whether you do that monthly or every other month or quarterly. I really like the every other month. If you can get to monthly, monthly sounds like that's too much, Amy. Okay. If you can get to every other month, I don't feel that quarterly is enough to keep people engaged in coming back. Um, and the reason that I like for folks to know that you do it regularly, if this is something that you're going to do on an ongoing basis, is if they miss this month, they can come next month, right? So, um, and usually they'll be they'll be reaching out to be like, oh, I'm going to miss this. And then you can say, oh, you know what? I'm going to do it next month. So if you have a repeat, a plan to repeat, you can really grab up all of those buyers um, we slowed down on this during COVID and I took so much to Zoom during COVID, but this I didn't for whatever reason, I just didn't think of it. Um, it didn't take this to Zoom. And so we kind of shut it down um, for a while. Um, but I've recently brought, been doing it again, brought it back, and I'm going to be putting it into rotation with my team um, throughout the rest of this year. So what is a buyer seminar? A buyer seminar is really just an opportunity for you to bring in potential home buyers. This is a great, um, a great uh, seminar to advertise to renters, to advertise to first-time home buyers, whoever you feel you want to focus on. You can even focus on move-up buyers. Those are kind of fun um, where they have to sell a home and buy a home. And um, and manage those two processes at one time. You can even focus it that way. So you can decide how you focus it based on what you want to cover um, and based on the audience you want to do business with, really. Um, so how I've done it in the past is I have focused on first-time home buyers and renters. 
And not because I want to help them rent. I don't work on rentals, but because I want to help convert them and help them see that there is an ability to purchase a home. And I've done that for years. Um, Most of the time, our renters have a limiting belief around why they can't own a home and they continue to rent. There is a place in the world for renting, right? And it's there's always going to be a place in the world for renting, but there is... um, uh, there, there's a group of folks in there in the renting world that are renting just because that's what they've always done, or just because that's what their family has always done. And they believe these myths about why they can't own a home. There's others that renting is a good fit. And that is something that they're going to do ongoing. So it's okay. So I'm not poo-pooing renting, but I'm saying this is a group of people that um, are really good candidates to pull in to your pipeline and get them ready to purchase a home down the road. And I think there's really no better time than now with the what's happening in the rental market. The rents have increased exponentially as the, um, the home values have gone up. The landlords have caught on, right? And they have increased their rents as well. So we're really seeing high rent. I met with someone yesterday who is a potential first-time home buyer. And when we did the math on what he is paying to rent a three-bedroom, one-bath townhome versus what it would cost him on a specific home he's interested in to pay a mortgage on a three-bed, two-bath home that's a whole home with a basement and a garage and a yard and things that he would want to have. His Actually, his mortgage payment is $200 less, even at a 6% interest rate here in the Midwest, than um, his rent currently is. And we know rent will go up right? We know rent will go up. Interest rate will be locked in, whether that's six or six and a half or whatever that percentage is, it will be locked in and can be refinanced down the road, right? When those rates come down. And these are not things that he understood or knew. He's renting because everyone's always rented in his life. And he's in his early forties and just didn't believe he could get there. I mean, he's really been able to take advantage of lots of programs to get there. So I'm a believer. I have told people for years when I meet them, it's not a matter of if you can buy a house. It's a matter of when you can buy a house. Not an if. It's always a when. Everyone can buy a house if they do the work or sometimes if they just check and see. Oftentimes when I meet buyers, they... Aren't do they? They don't have any work to do. They just haven't tried, and so they didn't even know they would qualify or what that looked like. And then they had a lot of questions. So the buyer seminar gets ahead of all of those questions. If you sat down and brainstormed, what are all the things you're telling buyers all day long, and what are all the things buyers are asking you or saying to you all day long? Um, And then what are the things you could imagine, right? If you were renting, or maybe you are renting, what are all the things that you could imagine could come up in a conversation around purchasing? What are all the considerations? This is the content for your buyer seminar. And I promise you, it is not as hard as you think. Um, So buyer seminar is really about, let's identify what buyers we want to go after, right? And then let's put a class together. I usually keep it within an hour timeframe. So about 
10 minutes for arrival and networking, about 10 minutes at the end to wrap up and make sure we have contact information for everybody. And then that middle part, about 40 minutes or so of combination of presentation and Q&A. Lots of ways you can do this. So don't do it alone, guys. Don't do it alone. Get your business partners involved. Who is your favorite lender? You need a lender for your buyer seminar. So who is your favorite lender? And if your favorite lender is your favorite lender and you're their favorite realtor, they will do this with you and they will help you sponsor it. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. I have done them as simply as hosting them at a local community center in my area, which Some of them are free to use as long as you're educating and not selling, right? I'm not collecting money. I'm not selling anything. I am educating. Now, everyone's going to register with me and I am going to follow up with them. So I might sell later, but I'm not selling during the seminar, right? Um, I am just educating and that's how I position it. So, and that's how I run the seminar is I am educating you. And some of those folks may come and love me and want to work with me, hopefully all of them, Um, but some may not, right? So I don't really know. So it's really just an education. I will tell you, I have people, as a matter of fact, I have somebody under contract right now that I met at one of my buyer seminars two years ago. So this will fill your pipeline up if you do it on repeat over a period of time. This will fill your pipeline up. And I will say... I'm getting ready to do one pretty soon that's going to be on Zoom. So I have done them in person. I have not done them on Zoom, but I'm very interested in taking it virtually. So that'll be something I'll be working on and testing in this next 90-day period, right? We're always planning a 90 days. In this next 90-day period, that's something I'll be testing is just taking it to Zoom and see what happens. I'm also going to do some in-person, but I'm going to talk about the in-person route. So in-person routes, choose a venue. It doesn't matter where. I've done them at community centers. I've done them where I could, it'll, I've done them at libraries. A lot of times your libraries, they usually want a small donation. Sometimes they don't. You can rent. Again, you have to be educating and not selling. I've also done them where I had my lenders help me sponsor. I've also done them at um, like a local food venue. So I had one where I did wine and appetizers at a place that's kind of like a wine bar and they gave us our own section. I talked to them ahead of time and said, I need to be able to talk and present and answer questions and not bother your other customers. Do you have a spot for that? Because I don't necessarily want to pay to run a room, right? Um, I want to keep those costs down while doing this. Um, I've also done them at like pizza place. I've had pizza and pop and, and done this and had it on an evening. You have to not get too caught up in the what day should I do it and what time should I do it? Don't get too caught up in that. Just do it when it's convenient for you. Think about people's schedules, right? Most people that you're going to be attracting to this may work during the day. So you probably want to do this on an evening, probably not a Friday, right? Maybe a Wednesday or a Thursday evening. A lot of times those days are less busy at a lot of these venues. If you were to do it at a food venue, like a restaurant or wine bar, they're not as busy. So they may give you a discount, give you your own space, things like that. So I've done them both ways. And it's really just an opportunity then to socialize and get to know and present and answer questions, right? So get a lender to help you. I've also asked my title companies to help me. I give them a lot of listings. Um, Some of those buyers, they could go through their title company, but also some of those buyers may have homes to sell. Just you don't know who you're going to attract. 
So I'm out advertising for buyers. I may get some runners. I may get some move up buyers. I don't really know who I'm going to attract. So I wouldn't be afraid to ask your title companies to help or to let you use space in their title company. I have also had these at title companies. Um, and so I've been able to do that successfully too. So just pick a spot, right? Pick a spot. And then it's really just advertising what you're doing. So have your lenders help you advertise to their SOI, right? Their database, they have a database, have them help you advertise to their database. I'm sure they have some leads that have come in that have not turned into business um, that really maybe just came from their internet that aren't tied to some of their other realtors. Um, they can help you advertise as well. Um, and then you get it out to your database, right? Always out to your whole database. That's last week we said if your database is in your phone where's my phone if your database is in your phone get it out of your phone right and get it into your crm because now if i have my database in my crm so right now one of the tags in my crm are potential buyers these are people that came into my database through some kind of a home search on my website and we've never made contact with them meaning i haven't talked to them or they haven't answered any of my emails but they're opening them i can see in the crm they're opening them they haven't answered my text messages but they also haven't said stop go away we don't like you they keep reading them, right? So all of those folks now should be invited to my next buyer seminar, all of them, they should be invited to my next buyer seminar, or my first one, if I'm doing it for the first time, right? They should be invited, come and learn about what it takes to purchase a home, right? Um, ever think about rent, you know, ever think about buying a home, but you're renting today, come and let us teach you, right? Let us teach you. That's all it is. So you're having them come. And if you're giving them something free, like I've done it at a community center with coffee and donuts. Man, I had some people. I will tell you, actually I had one where I only had, I'll tell you about my smallest, my smallest by a seminar. I had three people come. I was like, oh, <laughs> three people come. I did a buyer seminar and a seller seminar back to back at a community center. I talked to the uh, park district and asked ahead of time and asked them if I could um, each they every season they run a new book and everyone's always teaching classes. And I said, well, what if I taught a buyer and seller seminar every quarter? And I did that for a little while. Right now, they're not doing anything. So they're political nonsense. Um, so none of us are teaching anything locally. But but I, this was my smallest one. So they did. They let me. They said, you can't sell anything. I said, I won't. It's free just for the community. And so I had three people come to my buyer seminar for the coffee and donuts. <laughs> That's why they came. I was thinking in my head, oh, okay. I did my buyer seminar. My lender was there. Um, they had lots of questions. We answered their questions. Turns out one of them also had a home to sell. The other two did not. They had never owned a home before. They all became clients. That was four transactions. A person bought and sold a year later, wasn't right away. One other person bought within 90 days. The other person bought within six months. So it ended up to be four transactions. And I didn't really have that many people in the room. And it was funny because I did them back to back. So when I transitioned from buyer seminar to seller seminar, they all stayed. And I was like... Okay, same, almost the same people. <laughs> and then there's been referrals since then. So don't worry about the number of people in the room, right? I always say anything you put effort into, if you get one transaction from it, 
it was worth it. When I do an open house, if I get one transaction from it, it was worth it, right? Um, same thing with these buyer and seller summoners, seller summoners. Keep your costs low, but if you get one transaction, it was a success. So pick a venue, figure out where you're going to do it. Get with your lender partner, make sure they're going to help you. This is a big thing I hear from realtors. I don't want to ask them to pay for anything. Well, why not? If this is my lender that I'm sending business to, they're making commissions. I'm making commissions, right? We're working together, but I'm sending them a lot of business. And and even if I'm only sending them a little bit of business, when I started in the business, I was sending a little bit of business to a lender, but I was, they were still making money. Ask them for their help. Trust me, people want to help you. So the conversation is like this. It's real easy. If Teresa is my lender, it's Teresa hey, I have a great idea to help both of our businesses. I want to do this buyer seminar. I want to bring people together and educate them. Will you help me, right? I need some help with the venue. I need some help with um, the cost. So split it with them. So they'll often split that with you. I've had some that have just taken care of it. So um, don't worry about that. So choose a venue, figure out where you're going to do it. And then now put your content together, right? Put your content together. You should control the content, but you shouldn't be the only speaker. Okay, you should control the content, but you shouldn't be the only speaker. So what do I mean by that? What if you're like, Amy, I'm new and I can't write the lender's content. Don't write the lender's content, but ask the lender to put together a presentation for um, potential buyers and to send that to you. So you could marry it to your information, right? And then put a little presentation together that starts out, you know, your first slide would be something like an overview of what we're going to do, right? Housekeeping and overview of what we're going to do. If you don't want to use a slide, you want to use a handout, that's fine. Do your thing. Um, I like to use a slide if I can. Um, but I've also had venues where there, that wasn't possible. So I've just printed out a little handout for everyone. You want to have a professional, you want to have your information on something and just maybe some bullet points um, that they can, of, on a piece of paper that they can take notes on, right? So, and you want to present, you know, first you start with what is the buying process? Anybody use Breakthrough Broker? And if you don't, if you're EXP, if you just go into your marketing center, um, this is there too. There's a really great, I should have brought it, but there's a really great um, buyer's circle. I should have it up so I could share it. Sorry. That just takes the buyer through the whole process. I'm sure y'all have seen it. I have one actually sitting on my desk that's that's by my lender. It's going to be hard to see, but this is just the, it's like a monopoly board. A lot of people have seen these online and it goes through the whole process. I love this. I would, I would use this right here as a buyer seminar, as a home buyer seminar. This is your seminar, right? This I can send to anybody um, if you would like, but your lenders can put something together and it just says, start like it's a game start and then it goes through the whole process i like the first step in the process to not be pre-approval i like it to be call your favorite realtor <laughs> right which may or may not be me but but i was me so call your favorite realtor i like step one to be get with your realtor because that's really the first thing we have the overview of the entire process the lending is important because to start the process we needed and we can't end it. We can't end the process without it, right? You have to have that. But it's not the only thing going on, right? We have to find a home. There's a way to do that. We have to make an offer, right? We have to go through the application process, even though we've already been pre-approved, right? Then we have to go through the application process. There's contracts, there's appraisals, right? 
There's processing. What is that? Right? Yes, the buyers should know all of the things. Here's why. This is where you create your value without going, look at me, I'm the best realtor in town. You are the best realtor in town. You are the best realtor to work with these folks, but you have to demonstrate it to them without saying it. And you do that through your knowledge. So you bring them in, you say, hey, welcome, I'm Amy. And here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to take you through the home buying process. Hopefully today I'm going to squash some myths for you, right? And hopefully today you're going to learn some new things as well. And hey, by the way, I want you to ask me questions along the way. A little trick I do um, when people sit down as they're entering, I have a slip of paper I have them fill out name, address, and phone number, email address. I tell them if they fill it out completely, it's going into a drawing, but they have to fill it all the way out. And it has a few questions on it, right? Has a few questions on it. And so one of the questions will, you know, questions around, uh, would you, are you look, are you hoping to buy or sell it in what time or hoping to buy or sell it in what time frame? Yes, I include sell on there, even if it's a buyer seminar, because I may have somebody that came in that does own a property or that has inherited a property and doesn't know what to do with it right? So um, you just never know. I've run into so many things. So I usually have a question like that on there. Um, but I'll also ask them on that slip to write down what their number one question is they want answered today. And I collect those so that I can present an overview of what we're going to cover today. And then when I hand it over to my lender to talk through what we already planned the lender is going to talk about, I've got the questions that that group right there really wants answered today. They're burning questions. And I can make sure either through presentation or through Q&A at the end that all those questions get answered. So, and it really, it really is shows that the buyers that have come in, the people that have come in that you care about them, right? You care about them and it gets you to collect their information so you can follow up because the magic here is the after, right? It's not a ton of prep up front, I promise you. It's partner with a lender or, you know, and you can bring a lot of people into this. You can bring your insurance agent into it. And if you don't have one, go find one right? Go get one. Um, that they're in your local community that you can start to become referral partners. So you can bring your lender in, your insurance agent, your title company in and work together as a team and have each person talk just for a few minutes about their piece. And then you have the expert there to answer the questions that you may not be comfortable answering or that you might be comfortable answering, but you want them to expound on, right? In the beginning, when I started in real estate, I didn't know all the answers, right? But I presented I knew the process. So I presented what I knew and I used my partners for the difference. Now I know a lot more. Now I still present what I know, but I highlight my referral partners to make them the shining expert. And, and now we've got, think about this. If you're in a room with a half a dozen, a dozen or more people and you have yourself and you have a lender and a insurance person, and they're all there with you, um, there, it's an opportunity for all of you to talk with everyone, right? Not only as a group, as a, in a presentation, but networking with everyone there and start to build rapport and relationships um, and share and then share business. That's business for all of you there. You can all leave with buyers 
and you know you leave with the transaction, the lender leaves with the transaction, and the real estate agent or the the insurance person leaves with a new policy, right? Um, so this is good. This is good. The way you need to think about the buyer seminar is you're building your pipeline. So some people will be ready now, some will be ready later, right? Later can be three months, six months, twelve months plus. It doesn't matter. Are you going out of business? No. So even my gal that I met two years ago that just went under contract this week on a property, she's important to me. I've been following up with her, yes, for two years. Um, We just stayed in touch. She's in my database. And now she's ready. And, you know, she didn't have any credit issues. They just weren't ready. And now they are, right? Life has made it. So now they are. And they they were a $300,000 pre-approved buyer. When they were ready, I, there was no question who they should call. They called me and said, we're ready. The conversation was so easy. It was like, okay, time to get your pre-approved. Let's get started. Right to the lender, right? I note in my CRM, guys, who the lenders are after these events so that if someone comes to me two years later, I route them back to that same lender, provided we're still working together. We are, <laughs> but I know that things can change. Someone could leave the business, things can change. I try to make sure whoever helped me support bringing that client in gets the benefit, okay? So that's an easy way to do it because I can't remember anything. <laughs> so everything has to get written down or has to get tagged into my CRM. So, I mean, really, it can be that simple. It's just giving them information. Um, let's see. I also always like in the, in the process to um, talk about helpful strategies and common mistakes. So I like to present the process, right? Get their questions answered. Make sure my lender talks. Um, you can even have a home inspector. I forgot our home inspectors, right? Have a lender talk about lending and pre-approval and why that's so important. Have your insurance person talk about homeowner's insurance and how that works. The big piece that nobody ever knows is you got to pay a year's worth of that at closing. And that is a closing cost. They all think all these lenders are so expensive. Well, not necessarily. Some of those are closing, some of those closing costs are prepaid for things like your insurance, right? Some renters, if they're renting, they don't have renter's insurance. So they don't know, they don't think about, I have to have homeowner's insurance, right? And then your home inspector can talk about that home inspection um, and why that's important. And you don't have to even have them prepare a lot, just see if they can pop in and help support it. Um, home inspectors, we give lots of business to too. And I've had great luck with my home inspectors supporting lots of things like this for me. Um, but I also like to give them helpful strategies. So I'll say, if you're thinking about buying a house anytime in the future, but especially in the next three to six months, save and submit all your future pay stubs, right? Like save all your pay stubs. Um, make sure you're saving your bank statements. Make sure you know where your last two years of your tax returns are. Um, make sure you're continuing to pay any debts on time. We're not having late payments, right? Um, if we have late payments or we have something funky going on, Remember that your loan officer is your advocate. They want you to be approved, right? So make sure that you're telling them everything. And then I like to go over mistakes with them. Like if you're living in a cash world and you're making all cash deposits, that's going to make it hard to get a loan, right? So I like to tell them all the common mistakes as well. Um Follow-up is the most important thing. So when you leave there, you should have a pretty good idea 
from the folks that have registered, where they're going to fall in your pipeline and what you need to do to follow up. But I always kind of wrap up letting them know I'm going to be reaching out to everybody individually and I'm happy to talk to them there as well while we're there and even get them started. Um, Have your lender prepared to do pre-approvals on the spot for people that want it. That will happen. Um, And they can take basic information in their app right there, wherever you are, and they're happy to do it. As long as you kind of think through that and prep them for that, um, you'll have a pretty good idea on some of those folks if they're ready. And even if you stay a little bit longer than you planned, um, if they want to stay, then plan to stay and do that. You know, that's those are that's great business for you. I said I would talk about sellers as well. You can do the same concept with sellers, right? The difference is we're not talking of necessarily just about purchasing, although we are going to talk about purchasing because if they're selling, they're probably buying somewhere, right? So the way in which we go about selling and buying is really important. I like sellers to be pre-approved before we list their home. I like to make sure they know they can be approved and there's nothing lingering they don't know about out there, right? Or they forgot about, we don't want to say that, but that they forgot about. So I, you can take the same concept and go through what is the selling process and after call your realtor, it's get pre-approved. So we understand the financials on both sides of the transactions because the realtor, you can tell them the financials on their home sale, but yet they don't know the financials on their purchase. Once they have financials on both sides, they now can make really good decisions about how they move forward and when they move forward right? With you. So I love to do seller seminars and not make it just about how do I get my house ready, but how do I get myself ready? How do I get it all ready so that I have a strategy to list and buy successfully and um, and close in the time frame that I want to close? So it's just, you're just doing the same process, but you're flipping the content for your sellers. All right, Lisa, I'll get these... Um, I'll get this monopoly thing out to you that Teresa asked about. I saw that, Teresa. (laughs) Um, And then that can be shared with anybody. We can maybe put it in the comments of the YouTube. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great, great Wednesday. Go Go do some buyer and seller seminars. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.